You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to Because You Asked. I'm Barry Newsbaum. On what amounts to a Middle East visit of historic proportions, President Trump continues to break new ground on his first trip abroad as President of the United States. Today on Because You Asked, we will answer the question, what is the significance of President Trump's visit to the Middle East? There are four answers to today's question. First, we begin with discussing the importance of his visit to the Western Wall. Fifty years after Israel liberated the Western Wall during the Six-Day War in 1967, U.S. President Donald Trump on Monday became the first sitting American leader to visit Judaism's most holy prayer site. It was a historic visit that saw him accompanied by his Jewish daughter and son-in-law in Jerusalem's ancient city. The wall is all that remains of the ancient Jewish temple from over 2,000 years ago the only one in the world from ancient world Jewry. The Temple Mount, as it's called, supported Solomon's Temple, and that's where the wall is today. It's the holiest place in the world, built over the site where Abraham was said to have sacrificed his son Isaac in the Bible, and then God stopped him. The same temple location where Jesus walked a millennium later. Here, President Trump and his Jewish son-in-law, Jared Kushner, strolled to the men's section of the wall in accordance with the gender-segregated Orthodox practice at the site, while First Lady Melania Trump and First Daughter Ivanka Trump paid their respects in the women's section. Trump lingered to touch the stones for some 30 seconds and slipped a note of prayer inside along thousands of others left there daily with a similar prayer. Second, the wall visit was not Trump's first first. In Saudi Arabia, millions around the world noticed that when President Trump met the Saudi king, he didn't bow to the king as Obama did. Remember in 2009, then-President Obama made a point to bow to Saudi King Salman? This was certainly a visit and greeting of equals, not one of submission like President Obama's. This president travels as the leader of the free world and projects that power on this trip to everybody. Oh, and by the way, did you notice the First Lady Melania Trump shook hands a number of times with the king instead of bowing to him while not covered in a headscarf as Michelle Obama was in their trip some years ago? Nice to see the difference. Third, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu thanked U.S. President Donald Trump for his reassertion of American leadership in the Middle East. After their meeting in Monday, or on Monday in Jerusalem, the Prime Minister said, I look forward to working closely with you to confront the dangers we face together in this violent and volatile Middle East. Joined by their wives, they sat down for dinner, and the comment was made, I believe that together we can roll back Iran's march of aggression and terror in this region, and we can thwart Iran's unbridled ambition to become a nuclear state. And then Netanyahu continued and praised Trump for his deep commitment to Israel's security, its well-being, and its future. 
And he concluded, I have no doubt that we can work together, you and I. This alliance between our countries will grow ever stronger. Basically, President Trump has now abandoned Obama's policy of leading from behind and has rushed to the front to create new policy in the Middle East. The leaders of Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the Palestinian Authority all commented on this big change. The president entered the old city's maze of alleyways on Monday, and he and Melania met the leaders of various Christian denominations and began their tour of one of the holiest sites in Christianity, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, believed by Christians to be the site of Jesus' crucifixion, burial, and resurrection. Fourth, the big question remaining is whether or not the president will assert his power again in his discussions with Palestinian Authority leader and their president, Mahmoud Abbas. A few weeks ago at the White House, President Trump insisted that Abbas and the Palestinian Authority stop paying terrorists to kill Jews, stop paying terrorist families who died killing Jews, and stop naming squares and monuments after Palestinians who died in their mission of killing Jews. Seems simple enough. That request was denied. We hope that the president strongly delivers this message again. And in case he doesn't, Prime Minister Netanyahu made this statement, quote, If the Manchester attacker had been Palestinian and the victims had been Israeli children, the suicide bomber's family would have received a stipend from the Palestinian Authority. That is Palestinian law. That law must be changed, unquote. Please keep your questions coming to American Truth Project and our social media on Facebook or Twitter. If we select your question, you will get a special gift. You can also write to me directly by sending me an email to barry at americantruthproject.org and go to our website where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you never miss an important episode. We are here to answer your urgent questions because you asked. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.